Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. What's up? What's up? What's up? Where we give you like 10 minutes of fun and then we tell the true crime story just to let you know. We try to keep it to seven. So I know, but sometimes we make it over, but seven to 10 minutes, 10 max. 10 max. Sorry, (laughs) Chrissy. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, here comes the crap. Yeah. How was your Thanksgiving? Tell me. Do tell. Oh, it was filling because I ate 
everything, even the mashed potatoes, which I don't even ever eat. And I even ate stuffing. You did. Mm-hmm. When I told and you did that you, I wasn't who, going to. Who made the mashed potatoes? Were they better than mine? Because you know mine are the no, best. No, uh-uh. They were not. They were not better okay, than yours. Okay, good. Good. That makes me happy. Yeah. I actually love making the mashed potatoes. I like make this mashed potato casserole, but this year I wasn't having that. I made the sweet potato casserole. Well, you've been a little busy. Yeah. Yeah. You know so what I did? Big. I told my husband, well, on account of we were supposed to be camping and then we... I was going to make like a turkey casserole kind of thing for us to eat out there. Anyhow, we didn't go, so I didn't make it. So we're at home and I just said to him, you know, I think I'm just going to take it real easy. Just chill out, make some turkey soup. Let's just like watch football. Yeah. So did you? Whatever. Yeah, I did. And then about five o'clock, he was like, hey, so uh, what time are we eating? (laughs) I was like, this is it. Are you enjoying your soup? (laughs) He was like, this is some bullshit, woman. It's so not like you. And it is so not like me. Took him by storm. And then he went on to inform me that I done messed up my apple pie, which I did change it up a little bit. And he's like, I don't, he really goes off at me about that stuff. Why? Why would you make it perfect? Yeah. Do you have to change it? I agree with him. Well, I did. And not even my kids would eat my apple pie. I mean, I really did not hit it out of the park today. Oh, sorry. Yesterday, I mean, yeah. Well, clink, clink to that being over. Clink, clink on the upside. I stuck to my diet because there wasn't a whole lot to eat. Well, that's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. What? Oh, and by the way, today is Monday, November 30th, and it's my daughter Kyla's birthday. Happy birthday, Kyla. That's why I cracked open a Kyla hard kombucha. Oh, I wish I had that. I'm going to go buy one when I get, they better have them in Texas. Yeah, they're so good. Did you see that Walmart wanted to start selling alcohol in Texas and they put a quabosh on it. They did. The Supreme Court of Texas or something said no way, no can do barbecue. Well, that's a load of bullshit. Now, don't they sell beer and wine at your Texas Walmart? I don't know. I haven't I think gotten they that probably far. Do. You know what I have I know this is probably boring to everybody else, but What I have learned in buying alcohol in the other states of the United States of America is that sometimes they will sell lower content alcohol. So like you'll be at Walmart and you'll think, well, shoots, this isn't so bad. I got my Budweiser right here. And then you learn that it's some bullshit, like only two and a half percent. No way. Yeah. Like they make special bullshit Budweiser to sell at the Walmart or something. (laughs) They're like, oh, everybody's like, oh, no, you got to go to the liquor store and get the real beer. Like, damn it. Why y'all got to make it so complicated? Seriously. But you know what you can do? You can go through the drive-thru in places in Texas and get alcohol. So I don't know. I mean, you're not going to sell, you're not selling for me (laughs) good beer. At the Walmart, but I can do a little drive through real quick and get a cocktail. Well, on account of we don't have a lot of food here, there is a specific taco and cocktail establishment that I think I'm going to drive my ass up to later on. And they make cocktails to go. 
Well, that's the greatest thing about COVID is now you can get cocktails to go in California. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I'm going to make it. I told my husband I'd make it up to him and I'll drive up there and have someone professional cook for us for the rest of the holiday weekend. In Los Angeles right now, it is everything is closed. Like you can't even sit outside. You can't outside. get takeout? No, you can get. Because we're not going to eat there. We're just going to get takeout. Oh, yeah. You could get takeout right now. But a lot of the restaurants just, they close even for takeout, you know, like the ones that are mostly not takeout restaurants, like my favorite Mexican restaurant is not like a takeout restaurant. And so I think they just are like, forget it. Yeah. Costs a lot of money just to keep the lights on. To I do- know. 10% of the business you normally would. Right. And I think that they just don't think it's worth it. So that's such yeah. a bummer. Okay. Drag. I know. Oh, I was going to do Jeopardy right now, but that's sad on account of Alex Trebek. Oh, I know. Oh, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Alec. That's so sad for him. Oh, I hate that. Is it? Because I didn't find him that likable. I'm kind of oh, like. You didn't? You're such an <laughs> asshole. I know. I'm such an asshole. <laughs> I did only because my grandpa really loved him. And Jeopardy. that was like a thing. Yeah. They're in heaven oh, together. Yeah. Listen, I'm Poor more of a shizzle. Pat Sajak kind of girl. Mm, I, I heard... like I like Pat. Pat's funny. Guess what? I heard he just went off on a um, a contestant the other day for the first time ever. Oh, I he, love him even more. He said he just couldn't take it anymore. Pat. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you see those contestants and you're like oh my god like where did they find you get a clue yeah yeah uh my friend was on there i want to be on there but i think it's of course you do i want to be on every game show yeah maybe not let's make a deal but every other one they should have like a guest vanna appearance i feel like you'd be an excellent letter turner you think i think i'm too old for it I mean, Vanna's well, older than me, Vanna obviously, is but no spring chicken, she, started, okay? <laughs> she started when she was young and fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I could be the like interim before they find their like 20 year old next Vanna. Right. Right. Okay. Well, let me tell you about this disco biscuit that we're going to talk about today. Okay. Tell me. This case comes from good old Louisiana. Louisiana. Remember we went there once together. Yeah. What is that that they say there? I want to say it. New Orleans? No. They say like, <laughs> hoo What do they say? I don't know. I got to ask. Should have known that? Ask Siri. Yeah. Hey, Siri. What do they say in Louisiana? Who dat? Who dat? Okay. Like they say that at the Saints games. Oh, okay. Got it. We're coming right out of Baton Rouge, to be exact. We didn't go to Baton Rouge, me and you. This was brought to my attention by one of our listeners named Claire Walker. What up, Claire? What up? So it's weird to say that you like a case because I think none of the cases we actually like like like. Yeah. You know, obviously, like they're all heartbreaking and awful and there's tragedy No, I liked the Zumba case. That was good. (laughs) (laughs) There's actually some. I mean, if nobody dies and there's something, (laughs) that's a different story. Okay. But when it involves murder, obviously. We don't like that. We don't like that. But we learn like things that we get out of them, right? We learn from others' mistakes. 
we become aware of things that we wouldn't otherwise. Right. We become real savvy and like detectives. But then there's this whole other side. And this is what I was thinking about when I was looking up this woman is that we learn about people that we wouldn't have otherwise. This is very true. Each victim has a story and some have a really amazing stories and amazing lives. And we wouldn't have ever known about them if something didn't happen to them. So this particular woman that I'm going to tell you about really drew me in. Her name is Chiquita Tate. Okay. Chiquita Banana. Yes. So I said Chiquita is such a fun name and probably most people said Chiquita Banana to her. But besides a banana, what do you think about when you think of Chiquita? I feel like I would call her Chica. Yeah, I think some people did. I think of fun. I think yeah, like, yeah. she better be dancing around, right? Yeah, that lady with the fruit on her head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but like Chiquita to me is like fun girl. And I think that Chiquita was a fun girl. She was also very fierce from a very young age. She was born October 15th, 1975 in Baton Rouge, where she grew up with her six brothers and sisters. That's a lot of kids. That's a lot of kids. Yeah. You know what we say? Don't have more than two. <laughs> You're such an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> That's what Gretchen said. <laughs> spoken. And she has three. Yeah, spoken from a mama three. I know, but one of our listeners posted the cutest picture of her daughters, and she has seven kids. And I was like, you're killing it, woman, because for sure, we have a really hard time with three. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting easier. but (laughs) Well, maybe after the fourth, you might as well have 20. I think so. We just never we never were willing to take that gamble. Oh, except for I'm late right now, so I might be uh, oh, having a fourth. Oh, God, I'll divorce you. <laughs> I think my husband will, too. <laughs> I'll be the single mom of four. Maybe it's menopause. It could be that also. I am having hot flashes, and I have acne all over my head, so I don't know what's going on. So Chiquita did not grow up in the most desired situation. I think money was tight. And from some sources, her mom and dad were not always in the picture. When Chiquita was in 11th grade, she moved to Chicago and finished high school there. There are some reports that say that Chiquita's family valued education and others say that she was just barely surviving. And from what I see is whether her family valued education or not, Chiquita sure did. Because after high school, she went to college in Atlanta and got her bachelor's degree in English. She moved back to Baton Rouge. And after working there for a judge, she got her law degree. And even before her law degree, she taught English at an academy. I mean, this girl was something. Oh, that is real something. She also passed the bar exam her very first time. Damn. Take that, Emily, on Housewives of OC's husband. He's on like his fourth <laughs> attempt, I think. Everybody's, oh, God. everybody's throwing him Give a it lot up. of shade. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to have that attorney or Chiquita? I'll take Chiquita. I've been taking care of my sick kids, so I actually have caught up on all my housewives. It's not even a storyline, so I think maybe 
he's like failed it so many times like we're not even talking about it anymore that was probably like in his contract like don't bring up the bar oh my god <laughs> well i hope he i hope he passes soon okay good luck shane Maybe he just he needs to study a little bit more so she passed the bar exam she also volunteered for underprivileged youth she helped juveniles in the system because she wanted to see them succeed instead of go down a path of being a criminal. We need more people like that for sure. And Chiquita eventually became a criminal defense attorney. Oh, Tabitha's dream. I know this is, I said, this disco biscuit is really my spirit animal. Oh, right. <laughs> I think in my next life, Gretchy, I may also accomplish all the things that Chiquita did. I think you will. I really love seeing women and humans in general that are born underprivileged, not, you know, fed with a silver spoon that accomplish great things. And I think that it shows character of an individual. And that is like so, I don't know, it's inspiring. And I think that Chiquita. Well, I think you connect with that. Yeah, I do connect with that. Yeah. She just did a little bit more than I did. (laughs) Yeah. So like her name, Chiquita was fun and smart and a leader and someone that a lot of people could look up to. Her career was real young, but she was the it girl in the bayou. She had just won a really large civil suit and people started to recognize her as a spitfire attorney. And it was hard not to because she had a voice. She was real good in front of the camera. She was real good in the courtroom, and she was not going to take any shit. Oh, I love an HBIC. Lady right? boss. Head bitch Lady in charge. Boss. Kill it. So one day while driving, some dude cuts her off, and what do you think she did? Oh, she probably flipped him off like you would. No, I don't flip people <laughs> I'm off. I'm just kidding. People flip I just, me off. Okay, she doesn't flip people off. I generally just said, I said that. I genuinely just said that to like get a rise out of her people. <laughs> because everybody knows on this podcast that people flip me off That's most right. days. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. So what'd she do? She chased him down. She did. Oh, that is a mistake. I know. I do think so too. Yeah. And actually, I think at the end of the story, you will think that it was a mistake also. Right. So she rolls up next to this guy to tell him off. And... I think that's a little extra, and I could see Chiquita flipping me off. Yeah, she would flip in you front off. Of her. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It happened to me the other day, actually, in Texas. Okay. Because I had to get over, and I did yeah. cut. Not really. I didn't mean Tabitha to cut her off. Tabitha is but, an know, aggressive driver. I get where I need to go. Yeah. In a timely manner. Yeah. But I don't flip people off. People like to flip me off. Anyways, so she goes up to this guy and rolls down the window, and she is like, are you serious? You, like, cut me off, you asshole. And the guy rolls down his window and you know what? He's hot, (gasps) like real hot. Oh, my God. And I think he was like, damn, Gina, that's hot also. Oh, shoot. Because she had some balls on her. Yeah. And so it was like instant love connection. Oh, my gosh. These two, instead of duking it out on the freeway, they made plans to meet up for a date. That is hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> so this guy's name was Greg Harris. Okay. And let me tell you, Greg has some swagger. Okay. He is real good looking. And Chiquita was smitten with his charm. Do we know what kind of car he was driving? Oh, no, I do not. I know. Because I hate to admit, but that does add to a person's appeal. I know. I think they had two cars when she passed. And I want to say, I know one was a Hummer, like a Hummer 2. And I think the other one was a Mercedes. So I just don't picture a hot guy driving a sedan. I don't think that would make you hot. Or like, you know how my favorite Matthew McConaughey does those Lincoln Continental commercials? (laughs) Yeah. Does that turn you on? The opposite. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But if he pulled up in a real nice Mercedes, I think. Yeah. Okay. okay I'm just trying to picture it. Yeah. Okay. And maybe he did. Okay. I don't know. Maybe he did. She drove the Hummer. I know that she was driving the Hummer that night. So. Okay. So he would send her flowers and gifts to the office, and he made Chiquita feel like a million bucks. And this was in 2007. Late 2007, by the way. And they married in 2008. (gasps) So it was like quick. And same year as we got married. (gasps) You're right. I didn't even think about that. Tab and I both got married the same year, a month apart. I know. June 21st. Their wedding anniversary was in January, I think, or February 2008. So they got married a little before us. Okay. By 2009, Chiquita had her own practice. And actually, like, she, she had her own practice in 2008. But in 2009, she was working on some high-profile accounts. She was defending a couple of brothers who were on trial for murder. And anyone who knows attorneys or is an attorney knows that when on a case of great importance, there is a lot of overtime and hours put into the case. So on February 20th, 2009, Chiquita was at the office late. But I don't think that's abnormal for an attorney. Right. Or for our husbands right? who are not attorneys or probably for a lot of people that work overtime. But her husband wakes up, you know, midnight. I mean, not midnight, but like middle of the night, 2 a.m. And Chiquita is not home yet. And that is abnormal. I mean, she's not pulling a all-nighter. So he freaks out and he calls Chiquita, calls the office. No answer, heads over to the office, but she's in one of those offices that everything's locked down and you have to get buzzed up. Right, because she's you know, smart. Come after hours. Yeah. And she's not answering the buzzer, but her car is there, that Hummer I'm telling you about. And so she he calls the police. And when the police arrive, they find a wreck. Chiquita's office is filled with blood and Chiquita is lying in blood splatter with over 32 stab wounds and even like more slashes, like 12 like slashes that aren't like jabs, you know, into you. It's a brutal, brutal scene and police 
know right away that it's not a robbery gone wrong because Chiquita lay dead with her watch still on, her diamond earrings, her keys to her Hummer, her TV, her computer. Everything is still there. Well, and clearly somebody stabs you 32 times. They, It's somebody you know. I know. Wasn't the last one we were talking about? It's like something like, like overkill. Yeah. It's overkill. Yeah, hello. But there was one thing missing. Chiquita's Gucci wallet. Oh, of course she had a Gucci wallet. I know, which listen, I'm like, okay, maybe that was the only thing of real value. Maybe the yeah. watch was, you no, know. She had like a not, she had, no, she had a nice rolly to go with that, at least like a tag hewer or something to go with that Gucci wallet. This was the, you think? yeah. So I personally wear like $10 jewelry and have a nice bag. So I don't know. I have fake diamond earrings. Don't we all? No shame. No, no shame, shame in, in my, my game. game. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But also, we're not Chiquita. Chiquita bought her ass a Hummer. I think I'll bet you Chiquita liked buying herself those little trophies. That's why what I picture. I think she did. Yeah. 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 So what happened to Chiquita? What happened? She is in a position where people could be real mad at her. Yeah. I mean, you could have like somebody's that she's defending's dad. I mean, there's a lot of people that probably could be like, I want to take that bitch out. I mean, she's defending two brothers at the time that are accused of murder who also had murder in their past. So these guys are like guilty AF bad guys, which, okay, listen, I'm not a fan of getting criminals off at all. No, you want to be like one of those defense attorneys that works like the innocence project or something like good. Yeah. 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 I'm with that. I'm with that. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Chiquita wanted that also, but she did want rights met and due diligence done the right way. And, you know, my heart is always, like you're saying, is like always breaking for people that are put in prison that aren't actually guilty. And so I think being a criminal defense attorney is not for the faint of heart, but some of them I do think are total shit. Right. Agreed. Not Chiquita, though. Okay. She just wanted to fight for what was right for people and make sure that they got justice. Yeah. Whichever way it was. So police have some searching to do. The first obvious choice is the two brothers um, that she's defending or her husband, Greg. Greg is like super distraught over losing Chiquita and he was cooperating with the police. He says he saw Chiquita that night before because he brought her some McDonald's, uh, like the amazing husband he was. Damn. Uh, because she was going to stay late at work. And she also said she had two additional meetings with clients. So he says he comes there, he goes, gets McDonald's, comes back around 830, or he leaves like 830 at night. His story is corroborated by some attorneys who saw Greg at the office They were like other attorneys at a different office, you know, in the same like office building. He said he had propped the door open when he left to go get the food with a book because he was going to come back into the building. And you know how I said, you got to like buzz up. And those attorneys said that they did see the book propping up, open the door and they saw Greg. They questioned Greg about anything else out of the ordinary or his whereabouts. And he said, nope, he went and got her some food and then went straight home. After that, so then police questioned these brothers. 
Well, they were actually in jail at the time and said, why on earth would we want to kill the one person that's trying to help us? Well, they have Um, a point. I think they have a point too. But the theory that police thought behind that one was if they killed Chiquita, their trial would be postponed. But I'm not, I just am not so sure I could believe that theory. I don't find criminals usually to be that smart. Yeah, I don't think they were that smart either. Yeah. Although seems like they already got off on one murder charge. So I don't know. Who knows? But I'm telling you, these guys were bad guys. And they said like, well, they had already had murder in their past, so they don't give a shit about murdering people. Yeah. Which I could see. Well, as police are honing in and waiting for Chiquita's body to be examined and for forensics to come back, they get a tip from a woman that called in saying that Chiquita was in a lesbian love triangle. Oh, dang. And they should look into it. So this seemed pretty promising because besides all the stab wounds and trauma to Chiquita's body, she was gripping long strands of hair in her hand. Oh, wow. So police look into it and they notice that Chiquita has a couple of clients who she was helping in an adoption who happened to be a lesbian couple. Okay. So they call in these women and they're like, no. She's just our attorney. We don't have any connection to her other than that. Like, we never have done anything. They seem pretty credible. And then they're like, hey, uh, excuse me, um, is that a weave? The girls are like, "Uh, no, it's my real hair. And the reason they asked is because that hair in Chiquita's hand happened to be a weave. Oh, good police work. Mm -hmm. But these women didn't have weaves. Although, you know, I have some weave in my hair every once in a while. That's so true. Like I have the clip-ins, so. You know, but I don't think the clip-ins were so popular in um, 2008. 2009? 2009. Mm. I mean, we didn't get on that train until about five years ago. I know. I had hair in 2009. You did? Way more. I was pregnant. Oh, I thought so you meant you had like, fake hair in 2009. I was like, oh, oh no, no, no. I had I had my own real good yeah, hair. We call it, we call it magic hair. <laughs> magic yeah. hair. We don't call it a weave. We call it a magic yeah. hair. And it is. It makes it, it it's yeah, magical. It yeah. <laughs> no judgment in that. We're big yeah. fans. So the two ladies are not likely the killers, but who would have made that call? That's super weird. And... So, you know, they're still working on the case. And Chiquita's assistant told police that she left early from the office. Chiquita had told her that she was going right behind her and she wasn't going to stay late. But I know that a lot of times, like, some, you know, one thing leads to another and you stay late anyways. But the assistant says also, there's no way that Chiquita would have met clients by herself in there late at night without me knowing it. Okay. And it wasn't on our books, you yeah. know? So Greg's start, story is starting to look a little weak. Okay. And police start getting much more suspicious of Greg. Greg. The loving, doting husband. Yeah. The more they look into Greg, the more they are thinking this GQ cool guy maybe isn't the doting husband. He seems to no, be. No, don't tell me that. Not Greg. I know. He brought a McDonald's. So cute, too. I like that. <laughs> I know. They had just passed their one-year anniversary, and it looked like 
Greg actually missed a court hearing for a domestic violence charge. Well, the first year of marriage is the hardest. Well, true. But that domestic violence charge happened before they got married. Oh, shit. Turns out Greg and Shakita had a pretty bad altercation right before their nuptials. And... It resulted in Chiquita calling 911. Oh, no. And I'm going to play you Chiquita's tape right now of her 911 call. Okay. Help me. Help me. Help me. He choked me. And I think he broke my arm. So those cries for help are so different than, like, her attorney self. They're, like, pleas of real... Weakness. Yeah, so heartbreaking. Yeah, so I think that's real scary. Yeah, I can't believe she went through. She had so much going for her. I know. And then she gets married. What the hell? Like, maybe just put off the wedding for a hot minute. So one source claimed that they actually each were cited for this incident and that Chiquita said that she would get both charges dropped, but... Only hers were actually dropped, and Greg just assumed his was as well and overlooked the court date. I guess I could see that. But I also see two things here. This exhibits something scary real quick. Well, the fact that Greg could be super violent and lose his temper quickly on, like, a, I don't know, couple-month relationship, scary. Yeah. I can also see him... Totally being super nice, sending flowers after buying nice oh, gifts. Oh, that's totally part of the cycle. I know. Which ju- also then- shows that, you know, nobody, not even an HBIC like Chiquita, is above falling into that no, trap. It doesn't matter cycle. how much you have going for you. Yeah. No. And, and you believe it. And you want to believe it because sure. you love this person. Sure. And so you want to believe that they can, that it was a lapse in their judgment one time and that. They're not going to do it again. And they make you believe that it's true. But yeah, we all want to keep up appearances. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of us have experienced just the same thing. So, um, but you know what? Police also found out that Chiquita was about to break that cycle. She was. She had actually signed a lease for her own apartment just weeks before she was murdered. And she was going to leave Greg's ass. (sighs) So, Greg, not looking so good for No, you, not looking good. Not really sure he was bringing his loving wife, McDonald's, to be nice. Another clue police got is Chiquita's Gucci wallet was actually found the night of her murder. Oh, where? At 1030 at night, a woman was driving on a street called Gardier Lane. And Gardier Lane is like supposedly like a real bad area of Baton Rouge. I'm sure anybody that lives around there probably knows it. I think there's drug dealers and homeless people, and it's kind of like the shady area. This woman is driving and sees the wallet on the side of the road and stops. And guess what? She gets, she picks it up and she looks at the license and she knows Chiquita. She had gone to school with her. So she was like, holy crap, I know this girl. She must have lost her wallet. And she's got hawk vision for that Gucci. I mean, I think I would find I think it too. So too. I'd pick it up. 
So the next morning when she hears the news about Chiquita, she calls the police right away and says, I found this wallet. I know her. And which also kind of sounds fishy totally, to me. Totally, I was but thinking that. I know. You know, when they say that, like, my purse was stolen one time and this guy calls me and he's like, oh, I found your purse with your, he got my phone number because my business card was in there. I'm like, did you really steal it? And now you're going to give me back all the shit that doesn't really matter. Like my business card yeah. and my express purse. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, she turns in the wallet and everything is still in there. She's still like her credit cards and all that stuff. So, but they know now if she found it at 1030 between 830, because that's when Greg left the office and 1030 is when that's kind of like the window that they're looking at, right? It's pretty short, February 20th. So they're pretty sure Greg is shady as fuck, but they want to track down who made that phone call. And when they track down who made that phone call about the lesbian triangle, they are shocked. It was Greg. No, no, it wasn't Greg. I'm going to tell you in one second, but before I tell you, you're going to have to wait because we need to talk about some of our sponsors who are helping pay for our podcast real quick. Okay. And I just want to say really quick that we vet all of our sponsors and we only choose ones that we relate to and think that you guys would benefit from. True that. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language. So I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm, I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is it starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences. And then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert built portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. 
What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Okay. Now, I know you cannot wait to hear who called the police on the lesbian triangle. And after tracing the call, they go all the way back to the city that I live in, Dallas, Texas. It was me. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) They stumble upon a woman who doesn't want to give up her identification, but she ended up, after a lot of persuading, telling them that she was actually Greg's sister. Oh, Okay, so I was close. (laughs) You were close. You were close. Greg had his sister call in the tip. What the fuck? That is some um, juvenile. That's right. And neither one of us are calling in any tips for our siblings. No. No. Oh, hell no. No, we're not. (laughs) I'm not going down for anybody. No. No. Nope. 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 I know it. I, I haven't seen if she got in trouble for that, but I can't imagine that she wouldn't. You should. I, I think that's not okay to give false information. Yeah. So they start interrogating Greg, and I watch the interrogation videos, and over and over, Greg says that he's innocent, and he he's convincing to me. Is that just because like, he's hot? Yeah, maybe. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have him take off his shirt in one part of the Shut video. Up. <laughs> And then I'm like, damn it, he's innocent for sure. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> they want to oh see if he God. has scratches on him. But <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. And he's like, he's like, take, take whatever evidence you want. Take it. It's going to show me innocent. It's going to show me innocent. Take it now. And then I'm like, well, dude, if he's like, take it all, then take it all. I don't know. Have you seen that hot felon guy that got together? Yes. With the, like, of course you have. With the blue eyes? Yes, of course. Yeah, and he got together with, I don't know who, but somebody fancy. Yeah, some real, like, billionaire. Yeah, girl. yeah, worked out. Crime pays. The hot felon. <laughs> Not- <laughs> well, they broke up, but. <laughs> I'm sure he took a couple trinkets with him. Oh, I think 100%. he probably fared well. She probably bought him Gucci luggage. And the wallet. A hundred percent. That's right. For sure. Mm-hmm. Got a couple trips on the private plane. I think that's fine. right. So, you know how in interrogations, they don't actually have to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. That's right. Police are big old liars. That's why you ask uh-huh. for a lawyer. I know. Greg did not ask for a lawyer. Because he's because narcissists don't because they're stupid. Well, he didn't. And they were like, hey, Greg, we we um. We have you on video. 
would follow you. We have video all throughout this town. And, um, you know, you know, Gardier Lane. Oh, that's a good one. Polices. And Greg's like, Gardier Lane? Like, question, like he questioned it. Like, oh, I don't know where that is. And he's like, oh, yeah, I was there last night. They're uh, like, wait, you said you went straight home. He's like, oh, no, I had to go buy some steroids, uh, which, by the way, kind of makes sense on the um, going ballistic on an instant. People that do roids are it's very common for them to have outbursts roid, of rage. Roid rage. Roid yeah. rage. Yeah. Yeah. I had one of those it, boyfriends. Right? He was a gem. A peach, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, I went and bought those steroids, which, by the way, Gardier yeah. Lane is 45 minutes from Greg's house. So it's not like he just went down the street to go pick up some roids and forgot that he had drove down there, told police he just went straight home. Yeah. And by the way, also the roid guy, he says he wasn't there. Um, he said, Greg didn't come and buy steroids off me. And Greg doesn't buy steroids off me. I don't really know if I believe that because I mean, if he says that he's selling steroids, I'm sure that's pretty. He just didn't want to admit that he sells steroids. Yes. But I guess he could have said, I saw Greg, but I didn't sell him steroids (laughs) (laughs) that night. Yeah. That That night. is a PSA for ladies. Once you get one whiff of a guy doing steroids, you trade that boyfriend in for someone with a perfectly acceptable dad bod. <laughs> it actually will to help do you, you in- right. Yeah, it'll <laughs> help you in life. It will help you in more ways than one. Like, yeah, you won't have other chicks wanting him. That's right. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay it's true okay let's say it our next podcast is going to be all about advice (laughs) we have some we have so much so many tips (laughs) two kids dad bod you're welcome lots of um experience before the two kids and the dad bod that's right (laughs) so they arrest greg on a warrant for failure to appear from okay. that domestic violence and they search his home and they find blood residue. They Ugh. find they find it on a bleach cap in the bathroom, which Greg said he went home after he brought her McDonald's and did his laundry and he uses bleach on his khakis. Do you use bleach on your khakis? No, but I am doing a case right now where they were trying real hard to clean the rug and it's like you're risking going to prison for life throw out the fucking rug throw out the khakis greg just throw them away cut your losses throw it away all together i would have just like put it in a bag i wouldn't even have walked in my house with blood stains. that's right because you're whatever. smart we would be good criminals he says that he just was washing his clothes because that's what he does which also i'm like okay if greg's bringing mcdonald's and washing his own laundry to catch. And he's a keeper, right? But he doesn't have a dad bod. I'll tell you that. Okay. 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 If it seems so, too good to be true, sometimes it is. Yeah, true. Yeah. So then they find a weave under Greg's bed. <gasps> it's 
So Craig's pretty much fucked, which it could have been Chiquita's weave, but I don't know who keeps her weave under the bed. And it seems like at that point, Chiquita's moving out of the house. So what were they thinking? Did he wear the weave so that he could come in in disguise? No, they think that he just put the hair in her hand after the fact to just make it seem like it was a woman that killed her. Oh, he was Like he was going to frame. Yeah. Oh, he had a plan. He did have a plan. So they get all the evidence back from Chiquita's body and, and they get it from the blood at their house. And you know what? It was a mixture of Greg's and hers. There was some DNA of hers on some sunglasses of Greg's. There was also Greg's DNA under her fingernails, but there was an unknown male's DNA also under her fingernails, Hmm. which is strange. Greg pled not guilty and his attorneys are convinced that Greg is not the one that killed Chiquita, but with all the evidence that the prosecutors had, I mean, I think that there was no other choice than to convict Greg of murder. Right. They can convicted him of manslaughter, actually, over second-degree murder. In Louisiana, first degree is, like, more than premeditated. It's, like, premeditated with, like, a kidnapping or, like, more. You got to you gotta have more than just, like, you murdered your wife. Yeah, but if, if I recall, Louisiana's not too heavy on manslaughter. No, they thought the prosecutors were real surprised that he got manslaughter over second-degree. But I think all but one juror thought manslaughter. And let me tell you, manslaughter is not eight years in Louisiana. Greg got 40 years in prison. Damn. And let me also say something. Greg came every day to court looking like a GQ model. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, Scott Peterson, it's hard to look at him and think that he killed somebody. Obviously, it's not hard for people to look at Scott Peterson like he killed somebody, which he didn't. (laughs) I know you think that. Well, Greg this year tried to get an appeal for a new trial, stating he wanted the DNA tested under the fingernails to be for the brother. There was three brothers, but two of them in that murder case. He wanted the third brother to be tested because he was not in jail. Like he killed the attorney for his brother's. That guy actually had since passed away, but I mean, maybe they could still get his DNA somehow. I don't know. And the judge said, no, they denied his request for that DNA to get tested. And I'm into testing DNA. I think that if there's a reasonable way to test the DNA to see who's was under her fingernails, and if we have a guy that we think maybe would have done it, then sure, test it. Yeah, but Greg was still involved in some way, because how else would he have known about the wallet thing? And why would you have your sister be making phone calls for you? Yeah, right. I know. So yeah, it doesn't make sense. What they think is Greg went and threw the wallet down in that really bad area, thinking that somebody would pick it up and use those credit cards. Yeah, that's a pretty good plan, I think. Yeah. And instead, it just happened to be her friend that or some acquaintance of her in her life that an angel picked it up. Yeah, really, right? Yeah. And then he plotted to put that hair. He also was a real he was super super jealous guy even in the beginning. I think that's why 
they got in fights because she would stay late at the office because she's a freaking attorney. That's what they have to do. And he was always like, you're cheating on me. You're cheating on me. No, no, no. And it's like, Chiquita's like, dude, are you fucking crazy? Like, I'm attorney. He was a a carpenter. So his job, you know, goes till nightfall. And like, you can't work any later than that. For her, it's like she could work 12-hour days, no problem. 16 hours, 20 hours, you know. Okay. And I'm probably going to get some hate for this. But let's be real. It takes like a special kind of guy, probably a guy with a dad bod, to be with a more successful woman (laughs) and not be like a jelly belly, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Some people like sugar mamas. Come on. Most successful women that I know have an at least equally as successful husband. It's pretty rare that you see the woman being much more successful than their husband. I mean, there's just not a lot of Stedmans to the Oprah. Yeah, it's probably true. And let me tell you, I have been in a room with Stedman, and I get it. Why? He commands a room. Well, good. He's he's hot. In person, he's hot. All right, Stedman. Just a little FYI. So when I read Chiquita's obituary and all the comments that her friends left, I see how amazing she was, even at a young age. People really loved her. She made an impact on people, even if they just knew her for a short time. And I think that we lost somebody that really could have made a big impact in the world for a longer time. That is the story of Chiquita Tate. And um, she was Chiquita Tate Harris at the time, but we'll just drop the Harris. That's right. And real quick before we go, well, first of all, thank you guys for giving us reviews on Apple that helps us in our rankings and helps other people find us. So if you haven't done it, please do it. We also have Patreon. Please join. Join. It's fun. Extra episode every week. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. And it supports us and helps us pay for everything to get this podcast running. That's right. And a big thank you to the people this week that gave us shout outs, which are one, two, three, Cagney. Love the podcast. Thank you. She stumbled upon our show for looking for a true crime podcast. I don't know how that happened, but Thanks. I'm glad you did. Awesome sauce from Spreesel. Spreesel. That's one of my favorite things to say. I use that I phrase. know you do. Janice Tank 7. Um, your show is so extra. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thanks, Janice. Charlie Whiskey 630. Clink, clink. She is a listener from Washington, military wife, stay-at-home mom, and a true crime addict. Love that. Conservative Woman is a true crime junkie. And TL Foster 99, love and tumult. Tumult, I think. Great podcast. Thanks so much. All right. Well, maybe Thank one you. more. Marika. Marika, one, two, seven. All right. Thank you guys so much for that and for listening this week. And I hope you guys... Have a wonderful uh, December 1st tomorrow. We're going into December. Holy heck moly. Did you guys get oh your Christmas gosh. shopping 2020 done? has been going so well. Oh, yeah, right. Let's put a bow Let's on it. Let's put a bow, wrap it up, and send it away. <laughs> just put it, That's just right. put it in the FedEx 
shipping thing and just be like, send it somewhere. We do have, I know, we do still have some merch, right, on Bonfire. We sure do. Gretchen will link that. But we also have a few things on our website. If you guys are looking for some just presents for the holidays, we have some wristlets and some wine glasses. If you guys want to send those out, we ship those directly. And the other ones ship from our service, Bonfire service. So thank you guys so much. That's on housewivesoftruecrime.com under merch. That's right. right. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.